George FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey now, Forge fans. Welcome to the home match playoff edition of the Match Day Preview. Forge FC hosting Cavalry FC. 90 minutes. In 90 minutes, not from now, but from kickoff, we will know whether Forge will be participating in their fourth consecutive CPL final. Because the second leg of the semifinal happens at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. 5 o'clock kickoff on Sunday. That first match, one-all draw, basically didn't, basically didn't even happen. All it comes down to with the aggregate tide is win and you are in. Um, hopefully it just takes 90 minutes. because, And we've talked about it. If, if you haven't, by the way, um, if you don't subscribe to Forge content or the Forge Audio Network, I recommend you do so and catch up to make sure you are fully primed for this second leg semifinal because um, we talked a lot about it in on the uh, episode of Focus on Forge. At least the club did. And I spoke to Mitchell Tierney from CanPL.ca and he kind of reiterated it. Forge feels like they're the better club. They're, they're certainly the better club going into this one because they're at home, so they, they have the edge. You do not want to leave this up to chance and get have this go to penalty kicks. And essentially make it a coin flip at that point when you already... In fact, what you're doing is you're, you're giving Calvary a chance here. You're leveling the playing field for them by not trying to finish this in 90 minutes where you will have the advantage. But having said that, I mean, if it gets to that point and Forge has to, has to win, I mean, that, that's just the way it'll have to be. But this is a club that will try to win in 90 minutes. Um, and we talked about it after that first match in Calgary. Forge did not play like an away side in a you know, must-win playoff game. It was a club that came out, played exactly the way that they wanted to play on the front foot with the possession, with um, controlling some of the attack in Calvary, surprising to some, not so much for to others, decided to sit back and try to beat Forge on the counter. Um, and they were successful at it. I mean, they had a lot, they, they, they created a lot of chances off of the counter. And this is something that Forge... I mean, there's no surprises here. These clubs have seen each other enough. The coaches know each other so well. I don't know how much you can surprise the other uh, coach when it comes, you know, tactically. On some things you can, some free kicks, some set pieces, those kinds of things. You can add some wrinkles. But ultimately, I think these two clubs know what the other brings. And what Cavalry knows Forge is going to bring, especially at home. I mean, if after seeing the way that match went in Calgary... You can imagine Forge is going to be even more dominant on the ball in this match with Cavalry playing even more into maybe a bit of a shell and trying to beat Forge on the counter, which means, which is usually the, the case in matches like this, in big matches and playoff matches, the result typically comes down to one mistake, uh, one, one missed call by the officials, uh, one call by the officials that shouldn't have been. The margins are razor thin in matches like this, and both teams are well aware. But having said that, you, you can't play scared either and scared to make a mistake. So speaking of that, we're going to check in with head coach, technical director of Forge FC, Bobby Smirniotis. We're also going to hear from attacker Tristan Borges, and we are going to check in with the um, the enemy, although he's not 
it's not really an enemy. For, for gamesmanship purposes, we'll call them the enemy and call him the enemy. But Todd Saloff, actually a really good friend of the, the program here, um, from the Calgary Sun, Calgary Herald, is going to step in to the, uh, the ring here and uh, we'll tee up that match between Forge and Calvary and get that Calvary perspective on things. Before we get to that, though, you need to be made aware of something. First of all, what better way to spend your Sunday than at Tim Hortons Field? We're expecting beautiful, beautiful October weather in Hamilton, and you can be there live to watch this second leg semifinal, and you can witness live Forge potentially clinching a spot in the CPL final, maybe even hosting a CPL final in Hamilton. There's a long way to go there because if you're a Forge fan, you need Pacific to somehow erase that two-goal deficit they've built in the first match against Atletico Ottawa and come back and win. So Pacific wins, Forge would host a final. If they, well, Forge, are, I mean, the winner of the winner of Forge and Calvary will host the final if Pacific comes back and wins in that second leg. And the best part is, you'll know while you're in your seats at Tim Hortons Field, you know I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there to update you. I'll grab the mic and I will let you know whether. Forge has an opportunity to play in that CPL final at home because by that point, the uh, the, the, the other match will be completed because they play at 2 o'clock and Forge plays at 5. So we'll, we'll know going into that match whether Forge has a potential to host or not. But at the end of the day, I don't think Forge cares. I mean, they'd prefer to be at home. But, I mean, you'll hear the same thing from players, coaches. I mean, you know, they've won, they won two titles away from home. They're not worried about having to win in someone else's stadium. And it would be nice if it was at home. If it's not, there's a job to do and and Forge will look to get it done. Now, if you are planning to head down to Tim Hortons Field on Sunday, uh, but you haven't purchased your tickets yet, you're going to want to know this. The Forge FC Family Pack is back. It's the playoff edition. It's the semifinal edition. Um, There's going to be trick-or-treating. Kids are encouraged to wear their costume. There'll be prizes for the best dressed. You will also receive a $25 Tim Hortons Field Rewards card that can be used toward any food or beverage items um, or even Forge FC merchandise. $25 towards anything you want to purchase at Tim Hortons Field. And that is included in the Forge FC family pack. It starts at $33 per ticket. So you get your ticket to the match. You get trick-or-treating in the Stipley Fan Zone, prizes for the best dressed, so kids wear your costumes, $25 Tim Hortons Field Rewards card, and uh, autographs with team members of the Canadian National Men's Team. uh, Members of the Canadian National Team will be there too, and you can get their autographs. That's all for $33, and uh, a lot of the fun's happening in the Stipley Fan Zone. So make sure you purchase your tickets, purchase the family pack, and get on down to Tim Hortons Field and enjoy your beautiful Sunday watching some playoff soccer all right Bobby Smirniotis pre-match teeing things up and what his club expects heading into that second leg against Calvary at home well I think you've got to be aware that the, an opponent in a, in a lot of these situations and what Calvary showed at playing at their own home pitch which they usually don't do is uh, that they're waiting to play on the counter-attack you know they're not you know, really phrase it as they're waiting for your mistakes, but they're waiting for the counter moments. Um, so we have to be very good at that. Our counter press has been excellent um, throughout the season. Our our position play and our play further up the pitch has been very good. So we just need to be good at the, what's gotten us here uh, and even better. Now, you know, I'm just making sure we have the right details and we're losing that ball, making sure that it's in behind of our opponent and uh, 
you know, be able to to neutralize that part of uh, of the game. You know, if that's our game plan coming in, but we've prepared for for all scenarios because the one thing you know in, in these situations, uh, I've done it in the past myself that uh, I flipped exactly what we've been doing all season and done something different than a game like this. So you should be prepared for it on the other side. Hey, coach, how do you uh, how do you balance the confidence level of your group of having a little bit of swagger going out there? on your own pitch, but also, you know, not taking the moment or the opponent for granted uh, in the final, you know, in the, in the 90 minutes here. Yeah, I think that's something we we build over time, not only through the season, but uh, over the, the course of uh, this club and my existence here. Um, I don't think uh, apart from lifting a trophy, you ever really see us celebrate. Uh, you know, for me, maybe it's a five minute span and then off you go. <laughs> because you got more uh, work to do. So it's something that's uh, through this group, you know, they don't really uh, celebrate a lot. They, they don't get overexcited about things uh, because they know that uh, the task at hand is the most important thing. And I think that's what you have here. Yeah, it's great. We've got them on our, on our pitch here uh, and we win the majority of our matches here, but we've also lost games here. Um, so you just need to make sure you take the energy of the crowd. You make, make sure um, that you're sharp in doing what you do. And we know when those two things combine, you know, a lot of positivity comes out of us playing here at the Morton's Field. All right, there's the coach. And now let's hear from the attacker, one of the OG Forge FC members, Tristan Borges. He's won a pair of titles. He's, uh, he's been to the finals three times in three years, looking for a fourth. Here's, here's Borges. Uh, I think it's obviously uh, something that, you know, we looked forward to from the first game. Um, you know, I think just what we've set as the standards for Forge is, is you know, especially after that first year winning, it's it's just consistently try to do it every single year, right? Obviously, every team wants to win, but for us, it's just trying to understand that we have the experience to just go out there and, and you know, do it again. And um, for us, you know, for me individually, I think, you know, I, I've, I've said it quite, quite, uh, quite many times that, you know, for me, it's just about winning and, uh you know, whether I'm the one scoring, whether it's going to be our striker, our center back, it could be anybody. But for me, it's just about winning. And, you know, now we put ourselves in a in a situation to be able to go for another uh, finals. Right. And for me, it's when I get in a moment like this, I, I really look at, you know, how the season went and look at all the ups and downs that we've been through. And at the end of the day, this is what we've worked for, you know, a moment like this. So obviously the excitement is there, but I definitely know it means a lot, not only for myself, but for everybody at the club. And um, for us, it's just, that's always been the standard. And, you know, like I said, we've, uh, we've done enough this year to put us in a situation like this. And now it's just about executing it. All right. It's clear for forge. They are ready. All the, I, I talked to Bobby about this earlier, and you can catch up on your Forge content, of course. Um, however, wherever you get your Forge content, whether it's through YouTube, subscribing to the podcast, through social media, whatever it is, subscribe to all of them, turn on your notifications, make sure you are kept up to date, up to the second, because um, behind the beard earlier this week, I spoke to Bobby, and you, you, we likened it to almost, you know, you're a parent, you've done everything you could, you're sending your kid off to college. Now it's just up to them, and you trust that you've instilled enough into them that they can now execute and make good choices. That's kind of that's kind of where we're at here with Forage FC. The message has been delivered. It's up to the players now to deliver. And it's up to us, as part of the Forge Audio Network, to deliver a match day preview and give you get you set, get you hyped for the matchup. And to do that, we'll bring in Todd Saloff. Todd Saloff, Calgary's son, Calgary Herald. Does it ever get tiring having to say both, or, or have, you, have you shortened it somehow? Well, sometimes we say post-media just to make right. it easier, right? 
but yeah. Uh, yeah, it does get it does get kind of silly, to be honest <laughs> with you. So. Um, you know, it, it's funny after last match because both teams had different outlooks uh, on how the game went. You know, for Forge, they thought they were the better team. They liked that they controlled possession. And uh, they liked, I mean, the draw was favorable for Forge. The Cavalry yep. side, though, they didn't seem to mind Forge's possession. And, and they kind of, yeah, kind of, you know, they big dealed it kind of kind of thing. Well, what's your takeaway from, from Cavalry's response to that opening tie? Well, I think I, I think the takeaway is they feel that uh, that Forge likes to have the ball and likes to press up, and they like the uh, the idea of hitting back with the counter. And uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you you play into the other guy's strengths to expose the weak weaknesses. It's, it's it seems like it's always kind of been that way when when uh, Tommy Wielden Jr. plays against Forge as he likes. Uh, I remember the back in two thousand nineteen, he said. He said we decided we were going to let them have possession in the, the first half of that leg one, and that was unlike something they'd done through most of the season leading up to that game. So, not a surprise that, that they decided to play that way. Um, it just it, it's they you know you you're, you're playing with a little bit of fire, but on the other hand, they they got chances and mm-hmm. they they could have. I mean, that first half could have been two two or more. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And I think what was maybe what was surprising was that they did it at home. I think, you know, for for an away match, uh, maybe it was a little more expected. But I, I, you know, you thought maybe Cavalry being at home with the fans behind them. But uh, I mean, to their credit, they, they, they stuck to their game plan. Yeah, I mean, it's always a chess master match with these two coaches. I mean, they, they respect yeah. each other so much and they go back and forth and uh yeah, Tommy's just trying to find the right uh, the right mix, the right the right chemistry, the right move to 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 make things happen to beat Forge when it's when it's crunch time because it just hasn't happened. So, what do you think Calvary's approach is? That is it just more of the same then heading into this uh, next leg in Hamilton? Uh, you know, possibly, but Tommy likes to throw curveballs, so let's see what happens. I mean, they might come out and pressure hard. I mean, you do have to. You're on the road now, and Tim Hortons Field is a tough place to play, and and he knows that, and the players know that, so they're probably gonna go hard. I would think I, I would expect a little more pressure right off the bat from them. Um, when they pressured Forge earlier in the regular season here, um, it worked to their advantage. They got an early goal, um, then they had a bit of a breakdown, and uh, and it amounted in a one-one game, and. Forge put, or sorry, uh, Cavalry put the pressure on again, and it ended two one late with a with a goal, uh, you know, by by the by Cavalry, and it changed it. It gave them real hope that they can beat this team coming into the to the uh, the playoffs, and and I think they can. They just have to find a way to keep the pressure up at the right times and not fall victim to to watching Forge when. Uh, when there's uh, when they start the pressure because that's sometimes that's what happens. And Cavalry's just talked about the fact that you know Tim Hortons Field does also play itself um, and lend itself to some of Cavalry's strengths. They like the bigger field. Um, mm-hmm. They love the quality of the turf, mm-hmm. and they didn't seem like a club, at least in what they're saying. I mean, part of it's gamesmanship, of course, but it doesn't seem like a club that's too worried going into Hamilton. Yeah, and, and I know they don't want to get 
too down on themselves either. I mean, you, you, you have, you're saying the right things. You're right. It's gamesmanship, but it's also, you know what, you got to keep your players pumped up. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. have your, your, your coach and your captain talking after the game saying, you know what, we're, we're good with what's happened and, and, and let's just go ahead. I, they didn't like the goal. They didn't like the way it happened. They didn't like the fact that they came out of the, the dressing, the dressing room at halftime. And then it, it all of a sudden, you know, there's Kyle Becker again, doing his thing and it's a goal. And, uh, um, you know, fascist movement on the, on the other end goal, it's, it's, it was tough for them to swallow. I know that. And they probably would have been very disappointed in that, but they can't hang their heads and they can't walk around going, Oh, well, you know, this happened now, what are we going to do? They need to be, stay positive, be positive. Um, because, uh, you know, a lot of people will think that the cards are stacked against them and they don't need to hear that. Their players don't need to hear that. Uh, you know, they need to be upbeat, positive and, they're a successful enough team that the, one of these days are going to pull it out. And it might be Sunday. Yeah. Is that a point now where, you know, these clubs are so evenly matched. We see it all the time that it, it takes sometimes that one mistake, that one set piece, that one crossbar, that one chance that really completely changes the outcome of the match. Take us back to that leg one match in, uh, in Calgary and Foothills County and the atmosphere there. I mean, was it a noticeably different playoff type atmosphere in Calgary in that first matchup? It's been a long time, uh, you know, I shouldn't say long time coming since they had a playoff game. They had one last year against Pacific. Didn't go well as well. Um, long time since they played Forge. It's been, you know, an hour, three years or whatever it is. Um, there's definite animosity among the fan base towards Forge as uh, there should be. Uh, there's uh, definitely... Uh, uh, some charged electricity in the stands. Um, they would have liked a few more days to have sold that game to the city of Calgary and the people of Calgary. Um, I always think that that's, you know, they shouldn't have to sell anything because people know the playoff game's coming Saturday or Sunday and there's a pretty good chance it's going to be the 50-50 chance it was going to be here. We knew this a long time ago. It was going to be Saturday or Sunday here in Calgary, and we probably thought it would be Saturday. People should have known that. It, it wouldn't have been that hard to figure out. So I'm not sure that it, uh, I I can say that I, I think the attendance should have been better, and that's the fans' fault. That's nothing else. I don't think it's got anything to do with the league or the team or anything like that. It should have been more people. Um, so was it as electric as it could have been? Probably not, but it was pretty. It was pretty raucous, and and there was some good, uh, there was some some good energy in the stands, and just when you when you look at it and we compare it to other games, it's uh, it's pretty right on par with what we've seen in the past, and uh, with maybe just a little bit more of that uh, angst and energy to to build it a little bit. That's interesting. I never thought of it just in terms of, you know, hosting the first or second match. The second match hosting that one is an advantage in the sense that, you know, the teams know what they have to play for now and that deciding game is at home in that. But I had never really thought of it, uh, you know, as far as the perspective of it's more time to also promote the match and sell yep. tickets to the match and and kind of build something there. And I'd never thought about it that way because, you know, of course, Forge is doing what they're doing over the past couple of weeks and really piping up this game and for good reason. But yeah, you miss a week of ticket sales in a sense. And that's something I never really thought of. You do. I just think that, uh, that if fans want to go, they're going to go and they should know ahead of time what's right. happening. That's fair. Yeah. And, and I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh, sympathy for saying to, to the fans, oh, you know, it's okay. You didn't know it was happening. No. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I think right. I think if if fans are going to come in and, and represent their team, 
they've had enough, they've got enough cachet in this market that they should be able to, to fill that, that, that building, that facility on, on, uh, on four or five days notice. I mean, it's going to happen again for the final, whoever, if, well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't now, but it's say if Victoria, well, sorry, it could still, I, I'm, I'm counting out Pacific I here. And I, I know. That. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it could happen again. It's going to be a, a, a quick turnaround five days, you know, uh, six days. It'll be Saturday in, in Calgary. If, 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 the, if cavalry win and if Pacific comes back, storms back against Ottawa, it'll be here. It'll be in, in six days. So it's going to be a short turnaround time, but you know, we all, we've known for months that it was going to be this Saturday or this Sunday, uh, the next Saturday or next Sunday. So I don't think there's any, any, there's any way to say, Hey, you know what? The fans didn't know about this. That's, that's, that's not logical to me. Is you know, the grounds there at Spruce Meadows. What, I mean, maybe just give us the look here. Is it, how far is it from Calgary and, you know, in terms of accessibility and, you know, well, it's, it's, population it's a, and that kind of thing. It's it's basically a right on the outskirts of Calgary. I mean, it's 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 in the south end of Calgary, south central, not very far, just off to the west of McLeod Trail, which is the major artery, uh, north and south from downtown. Um, the the outside ring road. It's just to the south of the outside ring road. Um, it's easy to get to because of the ring road. Now everybody from the northwest can get there quicker. Everybody from the northeast can get there quicker. It's built in the southeast. The southwest isn't very far. It's not far at all to get to. Uh, so okay. honestly, the the and I, yeah, I hear that as well. It's too far for me to go. Well, it's twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, not that right. bad. Right. Well, yeah. and and yeah, there's going to be Saturday traffic. Leave. You know, that'll make it thirty minutes maybe, but. Yeah, it's a sporting I event. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't buy. I don't buy that. I don't. I'm, I. I mean, I guess I'm one of these guys that thinks everybody says, "Well, the Senators don't get enough uh, uh, spectators," and because their arenas in Canada. I lived there. I went to those games. It wasn't that bad. Right. Yeah. If you want to go, you'll you'll find a you'll way go. a way yeah. to get there. You'll yeah. go. You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that is, that, that's kind of why I was asking. I was wondering if, but yeah, I don't see it's a ton of far, hindrances. It's, 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 no. okay. it's two minutes from, uh, from, uh, it's five minutes from, uh, you know, from, from, uh, thousands of, of houses right there in the Southeast. And then it's, uh, uh, the Southwest is only 15 minutes away. It's not that far. So it's, you know, Calvary's had so many good seasons. Southwest, Southeast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but all the good seasons and all the success Calvary has had, they are still missing the big one. I mean, do you, do you kind of get to a point where it's like, Hey, you know, the, the old Atlanta Braves thing. Yeah. That's great that, that you're winning a lot, but we want to start seeing some championships. Yeah. Minnesota twins. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think there's a little bit of heat on them for that. Um, I think, uh, they know it, they feel it. I mean, they feel like maybe they didn't get their just due you know, a couple of years in a row when they finished first overall in the league. And then, and, you know, you've got other domestic leagues across the world that celebrate that. And mm. there is some, there's certainly some, some logic to that, that there should be uh, I think so. more celebration and more, you know, more of an advantage. I think it's a big deal. Um, uh, you know, and then you you play all these games and then you come down to a two-legged semi and a, and a one-legged championship. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a soccer purist. I'm I'm still learning the game. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I don't understand how you can have a two-legged playoff and then a one-legged championship. I think mm. it's got to be 
at very least the other way around or two and two. I, I don't, I don't get that. And everybody says, well, that's the way they do it in, in a lot of leagues. And I guess, I don't think it makes sense. I think you should be playing for that final. I loved it, the way the 2019 one was set up when you had the two legged final. I thought that was perfect. Uh, yeah. But if you want to put it this way, the higher seated team gets the advantage in a one-legged final, there's your advantage, right? There's what I was just saying a second ago that that you have that advantage because you've you've uh, you've finished higher in the standings. Uh, then you should have that advantage, whether it's Ottawa, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Calgary. So yeah. Well, I think this is our it's our third or fourth time chatting this year. So uh, second something time. second 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 yeah second time yeah, I think so okay. I'm leaning on third. I don't know. We'll have to double check. We'll have to go into the archives. But I, I, you know, the point is we we could be talking, you know, another three, four times next year, just because the way this league is set up and it seems like these two are going, they're headed toward a uh, collision path at some point. And typically it's at the end of the year, but, uh, but I mean, this is the best way to do it. And, you know, you can say arguably these are the top two clubs in the league, but Ottawa, who we still aren't giving enough respect to even after they, they just, you know, one-handedly on the road. I mean, that's as impressive as a victory as you could get, and they're still kind of battling for respect. So, and, and why aren't uh, we? Yeah. That's like, why aren't yeah. we? What's where? Where is, yeah. it? is it? Because they've come out of nowhere this year. Is that what it is? Am I, yeah, or maybe the style. It's it's not the most exciting kind of style of play, I guess. But yeah, the results. I mean, you can't argue with them. Well, I mean, the thing is, is they play they they play cavalry, and cavalry can't uh, they park a bus, and cavalry can't get through, and and. Ottawa winds up coming the other way and, and scoring goals that they probably shouldn't score. And it's at the end of the night, it's, it's three, one or, or whatever. And you're looking at it and going, uh, but cavalry <laughs> dominated. Like what we, and I, you know, Tommy's, Tommy's well aware of that. He always says, well, you know, possession's great, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not scoring. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that's why I think that's the other reason they come out of last week's leg one. They say, yeah, Forge had possession. They scored one goal. Didn't mean yeah. much. Right. So, yeah. So he's, he's okay with that. It's just as long as you're, but your defense has got to be stellar when you're doing that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah, honestly, the, uh, the pressure game, it's more fun to watch. Fans love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think every, I mean, that's something that Tommy really pre- has preached since day one is he wants to entertain the fans. So bring on the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be an entertaining one this weekend. Todd sail off Calgary sun, carrot Calgary Herald post media Calgary. Yeah. Whatever you all want to say, all, yeah. all of it. He works everywhere in, in Calgary, apparently. Todd, thanks so much for doing this again. Thanks very much, Anthony. We'll talk to you later and uh, and hope it's a good one Sunday. I'm sure it will be. All right. Now I, I almost feel like the parent who's I've given you all the inst- I've given you everything you need. Now it's time for you to just soak it in and enjoy the match. That's all you have. You don't have to do anything but enjoy. Purchase your tickets. You're gonna. We you we, you will be encouraged to make some noise. Wait, I mean, we, we need you to make some noise while while you're there. Uh, ForgeFC.ca/tickets. Be part of Forge FC history. Okay. Still coming up on the Forge Audio Network with uh, me, your host. You're gonna get three keys to the match dropping very shortly. So make sure you subscribe. And by the end of it, you you'll know just as you'll know just as much as the players do as you're taking in. All the action at Tim Hortons Field. We'll talk to you soon. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.